Hallelujah. Well, tonight, we get the opportunity and chance to see what a real New Testament church is all about. Um, many of you have never had the uh, great pleasure, if you want to call it that, with dealing with things that take place behind the scenes in the body of Christ to try to destroy the body. So that's the reason why I asked for us to be here tonight. I see we got one that didn't show up. In our time in our society, it seems like that we don't understand or either we neglect to understand the order of God. And when you really truly look at it, very few of us have an actual command of the scripture. Um, the majority of us have a very narrow sense of what we call spiritual truth. I don't understand why we have that kind of understanding when we're taught so well. It's one thing to preach the gospel, it's one thing to teach the gospel, but it's another thing to live the gospel. We never find out really truly how spiritual someone is until it comes time for living it. The Bible talks about the unruly evil, and this is not a Bible study. Notice I'm not praying because we don't want God to help us. But if we want God to help us, it would reflect in our attitude and our spirit. The Bible teaches um, that first of all, there needs to be one wise man among you. Anybody know who that might be? I mean, if you don't know, then you need to take, I guess we need to cast lots to figure out who it is. I mean, that is scriptural. Because all of us in here can't be wise. And the vain jangling and babblings and murmurings that have gone on behind the scenes uh, we can just throw out the protocol of Matthew 18. Because if there was an auto fault, especially with me, we haven't done it. And let me tell you a little bit about myself in case you don't know. I'm a fearless man. In other words, I don't fear any man, any beast, any animal. I just carry a heightened sense of awareness. I only have one that I fear, so that's why it's not any problem with me speaking to men. I do try to give everybody in here the opportunity that whenever there is an alt or a fault or something that is going on, I usually try to work around in ways to help develop you to teach you how to go to your brothers and to go to your sisters. The reason why I do that because all of us can't say that we're fearless when it comes to dealing with man. Oh, we may, it's easy to talk a good game when we're all together or we're way out somewhere else, but when it comes time living it, then the truth really comes out. It really shows what we're really made of and who we are. So I mean to be thought provocative here tonight because um, we're going to bring it out. We're going to bring out everything here tonight. We're going to lay it down on the table because the devil's trying to destroy us. And I'll give you one scripture here real quick. Now, my intent 
is to try to draw and give understanding because we have act like a pack of hyenas. I gave us a warning about two months ago. I said, something is drastically wrong. I didn't get up and put up no beacon signs and carry on and turn cartwheels and all that. But those of you who have been around here for a while, you understand that when Pastor Dow says something about something being drastically wrong, that means we should have had our spiritual antennas up. We should have immediately went off into spiritual warfare. We should have immediately tried to figure out what's going on. But I'll tell you what the problem is. In this body as it is with a lot of bodies, there's very few people that are honest and truthful and walk with integrity. There's mostly a bunch of hypocrites. We got a bunch of religious spirits in this assembly. They present themselves as the people of God, but then in their actions, they're not the people of God. I said in their actions, they're not the people of God. In other words, our actions are no different than the heathen in the world. And we are called to a higher standard in that. I want to read a passage here just for a second. I'm going to go to Galatians, the fifth chapter. I don't know how good it's going to do to read the book for some of us. And I told you I meant to be thought provocative. And I'm going to go to verse um, 14. It says, for the law, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. All the law fulfilled in one word. Even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Is that right? Now, that's what the scripture says. So we're going to go over to James, third chapter. Verse 13 said, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. If you can't tell so far about the meekness of wisdom, then you don't understand the scripture at all. But if you have bitter and envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. I have people in this assembly that really love their pastor. They really truly do. They try not to hide anything from me, especially. See, we know, at least we know, that the devil's not in the world. If the devil's going to do anything to try to destroy the church, he will work right here. The problem that we have is, is discerning when the devil is working in us. That's the problem we have. So if you have honesty and you have an integrity in you, you can take down all your spiritual walls and all your blocks. Because if you neglect to hear or if you neglect to respond in any way, shape, fashion, form to the questioning, you're already demonstrating to us that you're designed to be a heathen and a publican. Is that not 
what the scripture says, brothers? Yes or no? Yay and nay, right? So we're going to deal honestly with this because we got a bunch of, see, a lot of poison comes straight from the community. And it affects the weak ones that are without the community. And I do mean weak because if you haven't lived in this community, you are very weak in the faith. Because you don't know what it means to deal with the body of Christ on the level that we've had. Usually people just kick traces, take off and run and, and do what it is. People avoid the issues. We deal with issues. That's how we've gotten to the place that we are today. Not because we take off and run like cowards, but because we stand fast in the faith. And we deal with it and we get rid of the devil and then we go on from there. That's how we all become a full age. I've always told my son, especially when he's a little boy, I said, son, if you ever run from anybody one time in your life, you'll be running for the rest of your life. So I don't want to ever hear you running from nothing or nobody or anything. And to my knowledge, he has never ran. Good wisdom. Because not only in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. And in the natural sense of understanding. This is how the body of Christ grows. And this is what we're here uh, desiring to do tonight because we're going to expose the devil. We're going to expose the devil. There's been a lot of talk against me about my preaching, my teaching. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the community in itself or um, prophets or somebody who has been here, everybody who has been here or somebody's been here. And from a community standpoint, it's done got to the people who are part of the assembly, but it's been conveyed the wrong way. There's been um, instructions to be given, misconcocted and misconstrued. And so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about all that tonight. And I hope that your participation is here. Because to me, it makes no difference to me if you participate or not. Because I'm going to do exactly what the Bible says because I'm a man of God. I've always done what the Bible says. And I won't stop doing what the Bible says because you do. I would hope that you would develop the same type of integrity and character with your own self and start standing up and being the saints that God calls you to be. Now, I think the, a wise way to start this is, is that if there's anything that anybody in here does not like or disagree with the way that I preach or I teach, you need to make it known now. Don't go behind, find a brother or sister or somebody trying to agree with you, any of you. Don't do that. Make it known now. Because when we come out like this, we find out who has the real Holy Spirit and who is listening to another spirit. We want, because I believe that the just like Brother Rich said some time ago, I believe that the Holy Ghost is in the body of Christ. And this is not uncommon in the biblical standpoint, but it's uncommon in our society standpoint. Because we got brethren sue each other to the law, and when somebody get discontent, then the first thing they do is, is they cut off their soul because then they turn around and go talk about people or talk about places, which shows a lack of maturity. 
There's always two sides to every story. So I'm sitting here this morning, standing here this evening, making sure that I can hear your side of the story. Because I want to hear. Because there are some of you that live here at this community, and I know who exactly who it is. I'm just seeing if you got any integrity in you at all. If you're so bold to speak when it's just you and a few others, be so bold to speak when everybody's here. Why be fearful? Because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. And if it's anything other than that, then it cannot be of God. It's just that simple. See, I'm serious about this body of Christ thing, this Christianity thing. I could care less if the whole assembly get down to five people. I will still be serving God. Still be preaching and teaching the same way. Of course, now all of you that have the descending spirit will claim the same thing. But if not, history and example has taught you within itself, I don't know what is. Anytime you leave anything with an adverse spirit or character, you are going to fall. That's automatically to it. Pride can only uphold you for so long. And then he forsakes you. So there are things that are being conveyed amongst yourselves. Displeasures, I don't know what it is or whatever it may be. But if you're not willing to speak or to say whatever it is up on your heart, then I've heard a few things that I'm going to call some people up here to repeat what you said. So, if there's any discontentment about the preaching or teaching or anything, we'll go that way first. Speak now and forever hold your peace. I'm willing to listen. I figured that would be the way it would go, regardless of. See, because, see, I'm going to have to put some people in some very uncomfortable positions. I'm going to get the people who you've been talking to to repeat what you said. Then we're going to give you the opportunity to answer. Notice I said we're going to give you the opportunity to answer. And you can say yay or nay. You can explain the reason why. Oh, you cannot explain the reason why, but this is the way the Bible says do it. But see, if you had a problem with me, the Bible teaches that you should have come to me first. That's what the Bible says. See, we're dealing with this spirit again that everybody, well, you know, everybody just going to agree with what he says. Well, how about just agreeing with the truth? Do you know it's written in the scripture that you shouldn't speak evil or the rule of your people? Did you know that? You know you bring a curse upon yourself when you do that? I'm going to tell you right now that some of you have just did nothing but just open yourself wide open for a whole, whole nother load of spirits. 
and self-deliverance ain't going to work. I think what we do is start with the community part right here. Somebody has said something to Brother Mike about some prophet that used to live here. And I believe the implications were that everybody who had any type of spiritual something or whatever, Pastor Dow has gotten rid of. Now, Brother Ed is the one who... Um, no, Sister Cindy is the one who told me this. Coming from Brother Ed, don't know if they rightly uh, repeated it or not because you know how a story gets when you start telling something. So if you can remember, if you can remember Sister Cindy, Brother Ed, where y'all heard it from or how you heard it or how you speak now. Tell me about this prophet and the situation of it. And uh, here, I'll tell you what, give them, give me that mic and give the saints the court. You see, folks, we, we're used to doing stuff like this. We know what it takes to build character, strength, and integrity. But I can tell you one thing, the devil's a lie. That's the truth. Well, let's hear it. Uh... When I can remember, uh, uh, Brother Mike had mentioned that. Uh, can you bring it closer? He was told that uh, at one time there was somebody here that was claimed to be a prophet, possibly, um, and that uh, uh, the stair man had informed you something about you probably needed to uh, get rid of him because he had higher authority than what a pastor does. Any names of the of the man of as the prophet? Right. No, I I don't know. I mean, because we've had a whole bunch of them come through here. Yeah, I have no idea. Brother Mike, is that true? I guess you can give him the mic, brother. What's your desire, Pastor? Again, can you get a mic back to Brother Ed? Yes, sir. Brother Ed, can you repeat it again? Yeah. Uh, he was told that there was somebody here at some point in time that was or claimed to be a prophet and that the, the stair man from another community or something had told you that you should get rid of him because a prophet has higher authority than a pastor. Okay, would you give back to Brother Mike? 
I'm not shooting at any particular person, but spirits do use people. So I can go off the integrity of what we're doing right now to answer this question, then I'll get back on and we'll stay the course from there. My desire is, is to let every man be a liar and let God be the truth. See, we've done, done this a thousand times before. And I told you, first of all, the desire is, is that nobody would go away from Jesus. That everybody, that the whole body would stay intact. But until we expose the enemy for who he is and who he's using, how in the world can we get to the bottom of it when we're all protecting him? Makes sense. So that's what we're asking. So now let's get back to it. Is that true what you heard? Is that, or do you have any names? No, sir. Is that true? The best way I can respond, Pastor, to that is that the Holy Ghost told me not to respond by anything at all by opening my mouth. So The Holy Ghost won't tell you that. Do you have any Bible for that? Because the Spirit and the Word agree. In this type of setting, the Holy Ghost don't command his people to be quiet. Any elders? Is that a yea or nay? I mean, if you're going to, if the Holy Ghost is going to tell you this, brother, then show me one place that he commands you to be quiet with this because the spirit and the word always agree. Okay, so since he refuses to answer, then let me tell you what's going on too. This is um, Matthew 18 already starting to work. Not the first part, but the last part. Anybody know what the word neglect means? Tell you what, we'll hold that. Granny Gasson has her hand up. Can somebody give her the mic, please? Pastor Dial, mm -hmm. I am the one that told Brother Mike that. That there was a t time when there was a brother here at Straightway, mm -hmm. and he claimed to be a prophet. Mm -hmm. And my memory serves me right. He was told by, you were instructed by Brother Steer mm -hmm. to get him off of this community because if he was a if he was a prophet, mm -hmm. then he had more authority than you, and I believe that's the words that was informed to the congregation. I know that's what I heard. And who might this man be? That's supposed to be the prophet. Mm -hmm. uh, I call him the Memphis prophet. You're talking about Stanley Harris. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So what? What? So the bottom line is, is right now, we, I guess we're dealing with authority. I just told him that Brother Stair mm -hmm. told you to get Stanley Harris off of this community because if he was a prophet, he had more authority than you. Now, okay, let's let's just deal with this for a second. We all got our Bibles, right? I want us to, somebody to open up that Bible and find out to see if that's so. And if you don't want to open up your Bible, you want to speak from wisdom, I want to know are there levels of authority when it comes to God's men? 
I do know there's levels when it comes to position. Brother Rich, can you give him the mic? Well, the scripture says that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some First teachers, Corinthians 12. some evangelists, uh, and it was for the perfecting of the body and for the protecting of the saints, the perfecting of the saints. No, that's Ephesians 4, yeah, but what he's, I want to, he, he's using the word first. Did he not say that? Did Sorry. Brother Rich say first? First prophets? No, apostles, prophets. Okay. But, well, but, but he did say first, right? So yeah. it's not Ephesians 4, Brother Shane. He may yeah. be quoting and getting mixed up Ephesians 4, yeah. but it's in 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. And it's verse yes, 28. Sir. And it yes, says, sir. And God had set some in the church, first yeah. apostles, secondary yeah. prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps government, diversities of tongues. Then he asked the question, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles. Yeah. Now, Ephesians 4 is what identifies uh, Ephesians 4.10, where it starts where it talks about um, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Then it tells you what mm -hmm. they're all given for. Yes, sir. Is that right? Yes, sir. Is that right? Yes, I mean, sir. I want to know. Yes. Let me know. If yes, I'm sir. wrong, then tell me yeah. I'm wrong. That so in God is there what you call a hierarchy because in this case the guy the prophet who said this is not actually operating in the the capacity as a prophet he's actually operating in the capacity as a pastor the truth of the matter is pastor neither one of those texts state that there is a hierarchy as a matter of fact uh the bible calls that the uh the deeds of the nicolaitans the, mm -hmm. uh and god actually hates that type of spirit of lordship that is that is exercised uh because it's because those deeds of the nicolaitans that are mentioned in the book of revelation it's a priestly hierarchy a priestly order and basically what it does, it exercises a spirit of lordship over the people and places the men of God in the position of Christ. Exactly. That is not why God set some you know, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists to, to, uh, to command men spirits uh, to do their bidding, but actually to uh, edify the body so that they can develop into the perfect man because there's only one head and that's that's Jesus. Do we all understand that? Or are we not understanding that? I mean, anybody else? Any of the brothers, any of the elders? No. You see, brother Mike, yes, even if it's something like this, an elder can't be quiet. An elder must have a no. command of the scripture. Must have a command of the scripture. And the reason why I said that you're not going to preach this next Sabbath coming up whenever I'm gone is because I can't have elders flip-flopping around in the spiritual realm and standing before God's people and spewing out all these different type spirits. The elders must be in order. The elders must have their, a rule over their own bodies, a rule over their spirits. 
We have to be careful how we present ourselves to God's people. We must be. So when I say elders, I'm including everyone who at least consider themselves an elder. Because even in the scripture, it says that two can't walk together unless they agree. And the only agreement we got is the word of God. That's it. So let me explain this in case we don't get it. If somebody is a prophet, all right, that doesn't make him any higher than anybody when it comes to the word of God. This is Western Euro church Christianity modern day teaching. They did not have apostles in the old covenant because the apostles were conducive to the new covenant. Yes, sir. They did not have teachers and evangelists in the old covenant because they're conducive to the new covenant. They did have prophets and pastors, both old and new covenant. The pastors are the ones that does the actual preaching, teaching, leading, the shepherds, they go in and out. Prophets are a spokesman for God. They actually speak the revelation of God. Whatever God speaks to them, they speak. But far as ruling over or being in authority over any congregation, not so. That's not a prophet. Did Samuel do that? Yes or no? No. Was he not a prophet? Yes, he was. Hmm? And we can go right on down the line with prophets. Now, Jeremiah was the only prophet that was a prophet and a pastor. Yep. You can read that in Jeremiah 17. See, that's what I'm talking about. We need a command of the scripture. Yes, sir. We need to know what the word says. And when you read, tell you the truth, just read the whole book of Jeremiah. Yes, sir. And do you understand? Deborah was a prophetess and a judge. Amen. Are we listening? I mean, because either I have the spirit of truth or I have the spirit of error. There ain't no in between. In the covenant, the new covenant, when he set some in the church. Are you following me? This is what the church don't understand. When he set some in the church, when he's going down the line naming these lines, that is not a pecking order. The highest calling in the new covenant is being a saint. Amen. Is that not scripture? Hallelujah. That's the highest call. We've learned this stuff from our Baptist and Methodist and Apostolic and Pentecostal. We learn all this junk and the perversion being passed down like that. There's no way possible. Every ministering gift is supposed to be a helper in the body of Christ to help edify and to bring up. Now, evangelist is an exhorter. An evangelist is not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. I'm a pastor. You may hear, see me do the work of an evangelist. Does yeah. the, the Bible not say that in That's times? right. Hmm? You may see me yeah. make full proof of the ministry, but that does not make me an evangelist. I'm not a prophet because God has not revealed himself and showed himself to me the only way that he calls prophets. And not by, before I, uh, you read Jeremiah and say, before you were formed in a womb, that ain't it. The only way a prophet is called is, is whenever God calls them through a vision or in a dream. And Moses was the only prophet that God spoke to face to face and did never avail himself. Amen. Now, in the new covenant, there were apostles and prophets. Yep. That's why I was making, I didn't get to it 
the other day in Bible study, when you go read the book of Acts, you'll see the apostle Paul and the apostle Barnabas go up to the elders, which were in Jerusalem. Amen. And what they did was they were inquiring of the elders of a council of a certain situation. And they got the answers. They got the answers from the elders. Now watch this. How in the world can an apostle humble himself before another apostle and get the answer from God? I'll tell you the reason why. Because Jesus told Peter, Peter, you are this what? Pebble, stone, rock. What did he tell Peter? What did he tell Peter, saints? That's right. Amen. We don't remember. Well, he said, he said that, uh, he said, Peter, son of Bar-Jonas, mm -hmm. flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my father. Mm -hmm. And what else? And he says, uh, you shall no longer be called Simon, but you shall be called Peter, mm -hmm. because for upon this rock. There the rock, you go. The revelation not Peter of, being the rock. The upon this rock. The revelation what? of who Jesus Christ is. Mm -hmm. He said, because the, the, the leading question was, who do men say that I am? Exactly. And some say Elias, some say Moses. He said, who does thou say that I am? And he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. So then we get to father. the new covenant. Guess what Peter said? After they had their little counsel and powwow, mm -hmm. he said, God has chosen me yeah. first. Yeah. Yes. And set me. First, that's what Peter said. Mm -hmm. He was the one that was doing the instructing. Yes, sir. If one of the elders. It was an automatic consensus amongst the elder who the chief elder was. Yep. They knew who the wise man was. Amen. Today, we don't know who the wise man is because we think we're all wise. And everybody do believe they're wise. They really do. That's the reason why we can't learn nothing. Because we all everything. And of course, then when you see somebody like me, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a fluky, fly-by-night man of God. When I make statements about being able to back up everything I believe and say, I can do it. No qualms. Any platform. Any, and I will not shut up for anybody. Because the apostles didn't do it. The prophets didn't do it. The pastors didn't do it. Now when you're going to get your head chopped off or you're going to have to lay down your life, they didn't practice that. Even the scribes and Pharisees didn't do it. Amen. Amen. But we need to know who we believe in and what we're talking about. We need to know why we stand. That's why I asked, according to James 3.13, a while ago, who is the wise man in here? Because somebody has to be wise. Right. We wouldn't know what we know today if God didn't give it to me to give to you. That's right. He didn't give it to you. He gave it to me. The Bible says you know them that do what? Labor. That labor among you. Who's laboring more than I? Here. Amen. I'm laboring for souls. This is not a comparing of who doing what, doing what. But see, our conscience don't talk to us like this. It's got to be told to us. Because we're stubborn, stiff-necked, hard-headed generation. I don't have to prove myself in anything. My works testify of me. My God backs me up in everything that I do. I can boast and brag about who I may think I may be, and God wouldn't show up one bit. Amen. But when I boast and brag about Jesus and who he is, and I just go do the work like he commands, then he backs me up. 
How he backs me up? Is he really backing me up or is he really confirming the word? That's what he's doing. Because I have faith to do the word. Amen. And what I do is teach you to do the word. Now, this prophet Harris or brother Steph, first of all, neither one of them were prophets. Because neither one of them came by the scriptural way. Amen. Is that right? Amen. You don't stand out in the field and say, um, and say um, I, I read Jeremiah. And he said, before I formed thee, I knew thee. Does that make you a prophet? Is that biblical? Is that scriptural? No. no. To be an apostle, you, you had to be either with one of the apostles and see Jesus. Peter, Amen. Paul, they all saw Jesus. Did they not? Barnabas, we don't have any record of him, but how do we know he didn't see Jesus? I know one thing, he was an apostle. According to Acts 14, 14, this is truth. And we got to go to this route to get to a certain spirit because, see, we need to know why in the world is that being bought up and then why is Brother Mike being told that and for what reason and what purpose and what intent? What is it for? There's a reason. There's some energy behind this. There's some motivation behind this. Because you don't just tell somebody something without there being something, a hook with it. So I want to know what the energy, what was the energy, Granny? What was the motivation? When I mentioned this to Brother Mike, we was having just a general conversation. And I was mm -hmm. mainly talking about the Memphis prophet, as I call it. And how the atmosphere on the community was... Well, you know how Stanley Harris had women kind of mm -hmm. apprehensive? And I was mentioning to him, I said, this man had so much boldness that sometimes you just felt uncomfortable around him. And he even so much as told you one time, was having a Sabbath service down by the creek. Mm -hmm. And he told you uh, that he thought that Sister Carol needed to go put on a, a more um, appropriate top because he could see her bra. I'm not going to say it's not so because I don't, I mean, I don't recall, but if you say it's so. Yeah. That, okay, that, so what, what, what's the purpose for that? I was just talking about Stanley Harris. Okay. The reason why I'm bringing this up and I'm pushing this way is because, you see, remember when I mentioned something earlier about um, Pastor Dow getting rid of, did that not somewhere fall in the equation? That did, Brother Ed? Okay. Can we get the mic back to Brother Ed? See, because first of all, number one, I'm not the one that got rid of Brother Harris. And the old saints know that here. As a matter of fact, I can count on how many fingers can I count on how many people I ever got rid of? If it ever really known, the truth be told. I mean, come on, saints. How many people I ever get rid of? How many people have I ever personally kicked off this community? Three? Who were they? Mm hmm. That's what we're getting to. See, now we're getting into semantics and perspective. You see, if the truth be told, 
let me see, Larry was the one who disrespected Deacon Gasson. Is that right? Told him what he wasn't going to do, and Dad Gasson tried to reach out and break his finger. It was that him, right? Is that the one that he kept talking some mess and you slapped? Yes, sir. That was Larry, right? So Larry was cutting the food and he would not submit to authority. Is that right? He wouldn't even submit to the brethren. Here he is back there. His dad gassing. You know how his stomach was blowed up. And I promise you he would have never did that to dad gassing if he was standing on his feet. That I promise you. But he was putting his finger in front of dad gassing's face. Now, I'm way down here on this bottom line of the community, don't know what's going on. But you know that is a fundamental no-go with me. As much as I talk about honoring elders, uh-uh. Not here. You may do it. But you may not like the response either. And Brother Shane got to him before I did. And he wouldn't shut up. Brother Shane told him three, four times. See, so there he is again, disrespecting a brother. Now, this is brother on brother. Is that not so? But this brother just so happened to have, let me use his term, positional authority. Because he's a teacher. All of us in here have had jobs. I dare any of you to go and disrespect anybody that's in your supervisory capacity and see what, see what happens. I don't know why we get this bizarre behavior when we get over into the church. We think God has done, done away from the old to the new. That he don't have an order. God does have an order. So the truth be told, he would not submit. He wouldn't even act right. So he had to go. So I helped escorted him. So I asked again, did I kick him off? See, to say that I kicked somebody personally off, that means I had something personally against them myself. And then I initiated, get out. But there's not a person in here that can't ever say that anybody has ever left this community. I did not do it this Bible way. We've had so many Matthew 18 sitting right here before us. At least three of them, and that's too many. And every single time, the Spirit actually showed out who it was. Brad was the one that got on, the, got on to me and Brother Rich because he said we advocate, we advocate Jesus worship. Right in here. I said, why are you standing? He was sitting in worship service standing like this. I stopped worship service. I said, you preaching. He was sitting right there. See, all y'all don't know this. But in order to get an understanding, you have to see the reason why we did certain things. I said, you preaching, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, you uh, advocate Jesus' worship. See, you got that right. Then I had to take him down to the dining hall and literally wear him out with that Bible on, on Jesus' worship and how people worship Jesus. He was telling us we shouldn't worship Jesus. Then, then all of a sudden, him and Brother Rich got into a shout match. Brother Rich ran out and said, I ain't listening to this no more because I gave the man space to speak, did I not? Did I not say? I gave the man plenty of time, plenty of space to speak. He was giving us his doctrine. And I asked, did anybody agree? See, because they think that since you don't agree with me, that you're all mindless minions and you can't think. They don't think that you don't know the scriptures. They think you don't know the scriptures. They just think that you're just blind followers. But, you know, Paul did say, follow me as I. So you got to follow somebody. 
Hmm? Does not the wife have to follow the husband? Does not the children have to follow the, does not? And if Paul advocates said, follow me as I follow Christ, then shouldn't that not go down the line somewhere? I mean, we're just asking. We're going to follow Jesus Christ, but our problem is we're going to follow Jesus Christ the way we want to. And if the Bible says in Hebrews 12 and Hebrews 13, obey them and have a rule over you, who got the rule? Just Jesus, you're deceived. You're highly deceived. It ain't just Jesus. And, and you men know, I talk openly around here, the reason why you have so much trouble in the families and ruling the families, especially their wife, is because you ain't got no backbone. And your backbone is you don't stand on God's word. And the wife don't see it, so she starts acting monkey because she's the weaker vessel. Because you won't do what you should be doing. You won't be the man of God that God called you to be. We're too busy crying and whining. That's the problem. That's, that's how we get talked to around here. Now what it was said, it was said that Stanley Harris was a prophet and two or three people believed that. Is that right? I just, I just know that some did. I don't know how many. They said two or three people felt like that. And, of course, my answer to that, brothers and sisters, is what kind of fool are you to sit down and see a prophet leave this place and you believe him to be a prophet and you didn't follow? Why would you be a fool to sit here and hold that kind of opinion? That would be stupid. Surely we can't be that stupid. We can't be that dumb. If you believe somebody be that, then God is giving you spiritual awareness. You need to follow them. As they follow Christ. Because everybody in here, since God has set some, is not an apostle. It's not a prophet. It's not an evangelist. It's not a pastor. And it's not a teacher. It can't be. And you see the reason why the church is powerless today? Because of stuff like this. That's the reason why the unity is broke up. Because of stuff like this. Stuff like this. See, we don't neglect this. See, and the reason why I'm doing it right now, because I have to go and see somebody tomorrow night, talk to them about spiritual warfare and help get some deliverance. Is that right? And if pre-adventure, they come to church Sabbath morning, I don't want them to come to a church and see a church full of monkeys. You know what I'm saying about that? Bunch of immature people acting like monkeys while they claim to know Jesus. That's silly. If we had our previous pastors and our previous teachers talk to us like this, we'd probably be better today. We probably have some substance about ourselves. We would probably have some substance about ourselves. It's kind of like a child that grew up and never had got any chastening, never got any whoopings. They're unruly. So we bring the same unruliness over into the assemblies. And we expect the assemblies to put up with this. Well, not a straight way. That's why we call it straight way. We don't put up with that nonsense. You're going to get the spirit out of you. And if you can't get the spirit out of you, you agree, then you're going to get out of here. That's just the way it works here. Because we're going to be holy. Now personally, if I found a man of God acting like me and preaching and teaching like me, guess what I do? I don't have to never be worried about him going over in the corner whining and crying and why come certain things ain't working out the way he think it ought to be. I got somebody who's going to seek God's face for me. 
who gonna pray for me, who gonna lay prostrate before God for me, who gonna watch for my soul. Does he not say to people that, that there are hmm, people who watch for your soul? Now, that ain't only just for one person. It says obey them had a rule over you for they watch for you. So, so my question is, are everybody in here has a rule over them? How are you doing, rulers, in watching for your the people who are listening to you to smith you their soul? Because you will give an account. We think we may be getting away with a lot of stuff right now because we're living and breathing. Because the Bible does say, because judgment is not executed speedily. Therefore, it's fully set in the heart of man to do evil and wicked. So there's a lot of things we think we're getting away with, but I promise we ain't getting away with nothing. That's why we put this scrutiny on here. And the reason why I bring this up is because, see, the only reason why something like that would be talked about because it's a challenge of authority. You may not agree. I can't see any other purpose. Brother Mike and him don't need to know nothing about that because he's weak in the faith. He's undemonstrated his weakness just by his response and the way he's acting. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you got love, joy, peace, and long-suffering. You don't have a spirit of fear, but you got power, love, and a sound mind. Power is not a descent. And you don't have to sit up and knock over a building, knock on a wall. All you have to do to demonstrate power is standing. Having your loins girded about with truth. That's what the word says. Now I know these infeminate men up here in Lafayette don't like men that talk like that. But that's all right with me. That's fine with me. But I promise you one thing. When you look at all the characters in the book, we talk about the Bible. And you look at some of these people who call themselves men of God, you'll find out real quick who, who more or less lines up and mimic those who are in the book and those who ain't in the book. Real quick. God has given us boldness, brothers and sisters, to stand for the truth, live for it, and die for it. And if a man doesn't have nothing to die for, then he has nothing to live for. This is the type of evil communication I'm talking about that corrupts goods manner because it doesn't bring edification. It don't edify. This is the type of stuff that needs to be put away from the heart because it don't edify. You understand that, Granny? It doesn't edify one bit, shape, fashion, or form. Show me where it edifies anybody in any way. Now, this prophet, who some of you may seem to be thinking is a prophet, you know he still calls me almost every month for counsel. He went out there and started what you call his work. And even took some away from here. That's the reason why I keep bringing up Thaddeus over in Acts the fifth chapter. You know why? Because they all done dispersed. They all done got, they all done start slandering each other. That many of them done went back to their Christmas, back to Easter, and back to Sunday, back to everything. And he's calling me still. Well. Couldn't be a prophet then, could he? But he could be, could he? Well, if he'd have told me that he was called a prophet way the way the Bible said, I would be inclined to believe he's to be a prophet. But there ain't no such thing as no pecking order when it comes to God's men. It's all the same line. And I'll tell you who is the, 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 the most highest esteemed amongst all of us and the greatest one in here. Stand up, bro, Roger. There go your greatest one. 
Stand up, Brother Ross. That, that's the greatest one in the whole entire assembly. You know why? Because he's the meekest and the humblest. He's the least esteemed. People don't actually run to him and ask Brother Roger, what kind of counsel you got for me? But the, the Bible says, you said them that are least esteemed in the church to judge. He's a humble man that loves God and loves me too. Bless you, Brother Roger. You can be see, maybe see you, sir. That go, yo, that go the greatest one in the whole assembly. If anybody going to be great, you know what? Who's the one who's doing the serving of the tables here? Seem like you're greater than I am. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but I come to do the serving. And I give myself freely to everybody in this place. As much as you allow, because you do know we got boundaries. We got boundaries because of fear and uncertainty. We don't like men that are sure. Some men do like men that are sure because then they see something in them that they want for themselves. And they don't use it for envy purpose. They go, I can use some of that. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Because they say, man, I can use some of that. You better believe it. That's the reason why I bring up that particular situation. Maybe we have exhausted it, maybe we not. I haven't heard too many scriptures, except the one Brother Rich given, but did I speak the truth, yes or no? I want to know. Because you do know, now there was another thing going on, which I don't know, we'll hold that one a little bit. I'm trying to go strictly from memory here. Well, I guess what I ought to do is have, you see, Brother Ed is put in a very precarious situation starting this thing off. You know why? His heart's big as Texas. He don't want to do anything. Brother Ed has a heart to where he wants to gain brothers. He don't want to see nobody being taken over by the devil at all whatsoever. And he had to struggle to even be here tonight. Not because he didn't want to be here, because he didn't want to injure anyone. He got the devil that beats him up just like other people do, but yet and still he's still standing on, on the word and still standing on faith. His job is not to, he don't want to injure anybody. Now let me tell you what, but men, you better get rid of all this weakness and this sad, sorry, and feminine spirits out of your hearts. You better get rid of that stuff. Because in a day of adversity, you'll fall. When a real adversity, a real test and trial come, you fall. He'll fall away from the one who you say, glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. You'd fall. But anyway, some of you um, don't like the preaching. And I will say this again. I'm provoking now, and I'm using meekness. You'll be a fool to sit here if you don't like the preaching. You're not even here to like it anyway. You're commanded to love me. It's just as I'm you. You may not be used to this type of display. But I ask you again, go check it out. See who resembles more of what you call a biblical man of God that you've ever met in your life. If I came up here with uncertainty, 
If I came up here with weakness of heart, mind, and spirit, well, how do you think that would radiate out to you? And I know I got the Holy Ghost. You may not like my Holy Ghost, but it's supposed to be the same one you got. You may say, why the Holy Ghost got you like that and don't got me like that? Maybe I ought to read God's word more, study God's word more. Because there's a lot of people in here that they don't have no fear at all talking to me about anything. Brother and sister alike, they'll come straight to me talking to me about anything. Don't care what it is. Even if it's something they believe or perceive to be wrong in me. That's the type of spirit we promote around here. Now, if you're fearful of me or you're scared of me, then guess what? God didn't give you that spirit of fear. I didn't do it. You believe in the wrong spirit. So don't sit there and make me the villain when you believe in the wrong spirit. But we got a whole bunch of stuff, and I figured it was going to be like this, but we got a whole bunch of stuff that's going wrong in this assembly, and it's all coming at the mouth. Every bit of it is coming at the mouth. Our hearts and the communication is not right because we got secrets in there. We got certain things we want to do within ourselves. You see, the way I can really get this thing rolling is, is I can sit up in and ask, okay, Brother Ed, tell me everything you heard from Brother Mike. Because that's where the majority of it comes. But, you know, there's other stuff going on. See, there are you sitting in here that has talked to Brother Mike or Sister Cindy or Brother Ed about stuff that you are disposed to disagree or dissent from on this community. You're sitting back on your prideful little purchase and act like nobody knows about it. And if you're so bold and arrogant and make miles at in that way, then why you got the opportunity to do it now. I'm not going to jump and leap all over you for it. You may get reproved. You may get corrected. I may repent. But how can we know if it's not bought out? How can a man repent if it's not bought out? The Bible teaches me you're already evil and wicked out of God's order if you do it that way. You're already the one with the wrong spirit. That's what the scripture teaches me. You are the one with the wrong spirit. Now let me tell everybody my pattern in case you don't know. If there's something going on with a brother or sister around here, I want everybody to answer, try to at least. Do I not say, let's say if I see something going on with Brother Rich. And I see that Brother Rich and Brother Doug has been talking a little bit. You know, kind of like been hanging around each other a little bit. Do I not do this? Brother Doug, come here for a second, brother. How you doing? I'm doing fine everything. What's going on? Ah, nothing much, brother. Man, you know what I'm talking about. What's going on? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, come on, brother. What's going on, brother Rich? Well, I don't know. And then the Holy Ghost gave me what to say. And I said, yeah, but I'll tell you what, the brother's wrong here. And he shouldn't be doing this here. And he got a spirit on him. But let me tell you what you need to do. You go over there to that brother, and I'll give you instructions. Which this should already be in our hearts to do with each other without instruction. And I've been doing this for years around here. For those new come, old coming. Been doing this for years. If I see a spirit on a brother and sister here, I would actually call a brother and sister. Come here. Stay away from that one. 
so you can preserve your soul because you're not strong enough to handle that just yet. If I was seeking to destroy the one who I'm telling them to stay away from, then would I not just blast them right out in the open and then just make a small thing out of them? Would you not try to destroy that character, make them look like a villain? I'm asking the question, is that my attitude with it? Why well, I tell you, stay away from them. So may that the Lord deal with their hearts for a little while and yours will be preserved. Because ain't none of us in here, none of us in here, none of us in here are wired up to a way that we can't be attacked by the enemy. We're supposed to be our brother's helper and our brother's keeper and we don't know how to do it. We want to instruct but you need to be, you need to sit down, shut up, and get instructed. That's what we need. We need some real instruction. We need something that's going, some substance that's going to carry us. Somebody that's going to make us actually and give us something to follow so we can be the disciples of Jesus Christ like he says in his word. Instead of crying over with this old sorry American spirit. And I'll talk about the American spirit because there can't be nobody here more patriotic than I am. Can't be. It just can't be. I'm not interested in being American, though. For those of you who want to know what Brother Rich is talking about, he's talking about Revelations 2.6 about the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. This is a lordship type of a spirit. We've been accused, I have been accused here of lordship. And then I asked him to show me the lordship where they at. So if I'm a Lord, and if I'm Lord shipping, how can I have the opportunity to repent when you're so weak, you won't even come to my face? So here we are, we got a bunch of you been shooting at me, and mostly elders been shooting at me. I don't mind if you use my method, but you need wisdom to use that. You should always be looking to restore and not bite and devour. Envy is working. Jealousy is working. Sedition is working. Slander is working. Backbiting is working right here. And I'm amazed that we can't see what's going on. We, can't, we know all this knowledge about the devil, but when it comes to our own front porch, we can't see the devil. But we turn around and make each other the devil. Now you know that devil's a lie. You know that devil's a lie. That's why I say Matthew 18 is thrown all out because you see, if you had an altar all with me, what does the Bible teach? You go to who? You come to me and me alone. I'm not above repenting. But just don't think you're going to put any old jack leg saying up in front of me and I'm going to bite on it. You better have some substance with it. You better have some truth and a whole bunch of it. Is it not easier to see somebody else than your own self? So if somebody comes to you explaining something to you about what you're doing and what they think you're falling short at, are you going to really be happy to see that? No, you ain't. Your flesh ain't going to be happy to see that. So since I know that, you know what I automatically do? Listen real good. So I don't be taken advantage of by my own corruptness and deceit of my own wicked heart. 
Because we're helpers one to another. We need to get about our father's business and get to helping. That's what we need to do. And I'm not even going to have you to mention all that. We ain't even going to go that rotten way. But I think for the first time in some of you men, men and women life, you've actually laid your eyes on a man of God. The first time. Because if you met any man of God before, you be teaching me. You be showing me something that I can grasp a hold of. Because I promise you, if it's got anything to do with holiness, I will grasp on to it. You can believe that. And I won't make any excuses for it either. That's why when I meet people like Ashley, meet people like Sister Barb and, and, and Ed and Sister Cindy, I don't, I don't, all the new people and stuff, I don't hold back with Brother Mike and Sister Melinda. I don't hold back the word. It's the word that's been held back that's got you in the condition you was in before you met me. I don't hold back rebuke. Did I not tell you stop fornicating Ashley? Who loved her enough to tell that? Who would tell her that? Not many. Because we love defending sin. And the reason why we don't tell nobody nothing, because we're too busy being condemned by our own past sins rather than overcoming the sin. So we got a bunch of guilty, conscious people in here whose minds are easily affected that they can't go do the works of God that they should do because of their past sins, which has been forgiven, washed away by the blood of Jesus. That's why we feel so sorry today. Well, you feel sorry. I don't feel sorry for it. I'm not going to sit up and count the blood of covenant where if he sanctified and washed me an unholy thing. If he washed me away from one sin, he done did it from all the sins I done repented of. And I'm not about to go back and pick them up. And I'm not going about to get over in a corner, sit down and cry about it and whine about it. And if I see you in sin, you better believe I'm going to tell you about your sin. You're going to get out of it. Because you ain't going to taint this holy people here with your wickedness and iniquity. It ain't going to happen. Go to the Methodist church, go to the Baptist church, and fill them up with it. But it ain't going to happen here. Not on my watch. Uh-uh. I don't care who it is. You do well to develop the same attitude. And if you was going to have a pastor, would you want somebody weak that you can set up here and then turn around and move like a puppet? You would you want one that you can control like a puppet? I see what the Holy Spirit is doing with this, this whole thing right here. Hmm? I can see anybody can anybody tell what the Holy Spirit is trying to do with this whole thing right here? Yeah, search your own soul. And search your own heart. We just got finished taking the Passover cup. And somewhere between here and there, we done lost the examination of it. Y'all keep fooling around with this devil, you're going to get right back in the same situation, same circumstance. You know, it's amazing that it, to me that I spend and invest so much time, so many hours, and much prayer and teaching and this is the things that I get. And my question to you is, what have I done to you? I want anybody, everybody to answer that. If I've done something to you, tell me. 
If I've done something to you, tell me. If I've done something personally to you to cause an adverse reaction towards me, then tell me. If I have a way that you think that I am not doing right, bring it out in the open, and I won't even comment on it. I let the people in here comment. Of course, you know that spirit is around. You can't have them to comment. Because they just going to agree with him. So if I don't say nothing, then what can they agree to? In case you didn't know, I'm serious about Jesus. I'm not going to give over to these little old sorry whinings. Brother Mike, don't you ever go silent when it comes time to give forth any answer whatsoever at all. God didn't tell you. The Holy Ghost definitely didn't tell you that. You can kick on that all you want, but the Lord ain't going to tell you to be silent in a setting like this. Is there a second witness, third witness? That's the problem we got today. There's many times somebody said, well, the Lord told me, and I said, no, he didn't. The Lord didn't tell you nothing like that. Oh, yeah, he did too. I said, all right, go do it then. We'll see what the Lord does. They come back. What happened? Um, uh, 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 uh. That's like the Lord didn't tell y'all to go to Illinois. The Lord didn't tell y'all that. Did the Lord tell you to go to Illinois, Brother Mike? The Lord told you. No, the Lord didn't tell you. Mm -mm. The Lord didn't tell you to go to Illinois. Because if the Lord had told you to go to Illinois, he, you know what he done? He said, you ask pastor if it's okay for you to go to Illinois because you're under authority. I also hear that an evangelist calling is higher and you got more authority than I do. I don't mind. I'll be willing to follow you if you can stand for God. I'll show you how to submit. I'll teach you how to submit. I'll teach you how to follow. I'll teach every one of you in here. There's only a handful of people in here, maybe 10 or 15, has actually saw my submission to other authority. I would literally teach you. If I could have an opportunity, if I got an opportunity to. Tell you what, brother, you need to straighten that spirit out, though, because if you don't, Miss Sister Melinda, you might as well go ahead and get your clothes back for work again because that spirit that's working on your husband is going to have you right back out there on that job because he won't repent and turn from that wicked, arrogant, prideful way. You, brother Mike. That family is going to end up going away from this community because that head is not leading them right. And he's too prideful to repent right now because he won't open up his stubborn mouth. Go blast your feelings and emotions of some Baptist up here that don't know nothing about the Holy Ghost. And then wouldn't come to your pastor and tell him, you call that love? Does anybody here call that love? So sister, you might as well get your children ready for public school. You might as well get ready to go back to work. Because the way he's going, that's the way y'all family's going to head back to. And if I be not a man of God, we'll find out real quick. We'll find out real quick. Looks like I'm back in that mode again, don't I? Calling stuff before it happens. 
Now, I'm telling you this for your own good. It makes no difference to me. But you're going to answer, and you're going to say something here tonight before we leave. Because if not, I will count you as a heathen and publican and cut you off from this community. And it won't be by my mission. It's by what you say, by your not saying nothing. Turn around, brother Dunn. Look, see the nose stuck up in there. What spirit is that? Now, every brother that's sitting in here been rebuked by me before. Every one of them. The Bible says open rebuke is better than secret love. So I'll do it openly. I'll do it with you open. I won't take you behind a closed door or something like that and do it so if people won't see enough. I'll do it openly. You got some correction with me, then show me openly. Now, if you feel like that you need to go ahead and, and repent because you've been running your wicked mouth, does not the Bible teach us about running our mouth? Does it not teach us about putting forth the finger? Does it not teach us about intruding on those things that we understand not? Bro, Rich, give him the mic, please. See, this stuff, you'll never see at your assembly, your old assemblies, brothers and sisters. Um, I just wanted, you know, through searching and listening to all this, um, you know, the Bible says that we should confess our faults one to another. Um, I, I, I know long about past April, and, and you're hitting on this issue of pride and uh, about the time Feast of Unleavened Bread, I started coming under a lot of fire from the enemy. And uh, I know he was dealing with my pride. And um, um, I feel like, you know, I, I didn't handle a lot of things right. I, I felt like I was so justified in my position. And in some respects... I still do. I've even talked with Brother Becker about some of the things that had transpired. But what it did is it caused me to, to pull away. Uh, and even Brother Mike uh, has tried to admonish me on that. Brother Mike, was you not sent? Did I not send yeah. you to Brother Rich? And I did, didn't I? And, and when Brother Mike Brother Doug, came, did I send you to Brother Rich? No, did I send you to Brother Rich when he would be cutting the fool here on the line and in the land between all this? Brother Shane, did I send you to Brother Rich? Amen. Brother Rich, Amen. did I get in your face personally myself? No, you did not. Oh, I didn't? No, sir. Are you sure of this? Yeah, I'm positive. I think you need to go back and recall again. Well, yeah, Thank after, after the fact. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you you did. ain't after the fact. Yes, sir. Because, yeah. see, your spirit didn't start changing here until a few months ago. Yes, sir. Amen. And that dining hall thing happened way before a few months ago. Yes, sir. And you got reproved by Brother Mike when he told you, Brother, you're wrong. You need to keep your mouth shut. Yes, sir. Absolutely right. This and are the things that are destroying the body. Stuff like yes, this. Yes, sir. Now, I'm not getting on him because he's confessing or repenting or something. But what I'm doing is trying to show you all these intricate workings that happen behind the scene that we give place to when we justify our own wicked self. We become oppressive to our brothers and sisters. Yes, sir. And they have to turn around and endure us because of our own self-righteousness. That's right. 
And uh, I'm not seeking for anybody to be destroyed. I want to see y'all saved. But I know that none of us ain't going to be saved the way we think we're going to be saved. We're going to do a hardness as a good soldier. We're going to walk the plumb line. Yes, sir. That's the way it is. And we're going to be instructed. And we're going to fall under some authority somewhere. Amen. That's the truth. Well, amen. And uh, even right now, the brother, you see what he's doing? He already done changed. He already done did his attitude. He already done did. He already done repented. He done did all that. You know what he's doing now? He's doing it for you. He's laying himself out on the line for you. He's trying to show you something. Well, yes, sir. And, and I know... Um, I know at times, and I, I still, again, I, I feel like in some of those situations, I was right. And, and, but uh, I was more concerned about being right. Boy, that, y'all hear that statement? Y'all hear that statement? And uh, it blinded, Can we put Bible to this? I can put Bible to it. to everything. Go ahead, brother. You know? I mean, I'm interrupting, but I can put Bible to this one. And... Uh, it caused me to be um, Watch this, uh, Brother Rich. Was it not to trouble, brothers, because you would not rather take the fault? Exactly. Isn't I that did something you not to want yourself? to suffer. Isn't that something? I, I felt like I was gone beyond what I should suffer, you know? And I felt that, um, that uh, I wasn't worthy of of that, I felt I deserved better than that, and I had a grievance about it. And I know I've gotten oppressive to people, and I've gotten sharp and withdrawn, and kind of um, uh, from time to time uh, uh, flippant with with uh, my brothers and sisters, and. Uh, you know, and and I just like take the opportunity to say I'm I'm very sorry about that, and and I know that it was just the whole thing is set up because of was for because of my pride, and even brother Mike, he tried to tell me that, but in my mind, you know I I said you know I was sitting there I was, I'm willing to to repent, but this this and this has to happen first. And, and the others have to acknowledge. And then and see, I got caught up into that because, you know, when, when you're in that situation, are you going to force anybody to acknowledge this thing? Now, that, that whole thing or one of those things was a, a misunderstanding or whatever with, with Dad Dow. And believe me, you that You don't have thing, to go in but, all that. Yes, sir. You ain't got to go in all that. And, and that, I, I apologize to him and uh, – I just felt like uh, at at the particular time I was being marginalized. Well, praise the Lord. You know, you know, and, you know what I usually but get it's on us. Pride, you know what I usually really get on was. us the most about around here. Hmm? Yes, sir. Our wicked way, the way yes, we sir. respond. You can have all kind of altercations in the world. You can have all kind of disagreements, but it's the way yes, we sir. respond is so wrong. And, we don't even give the heathen that respect. Yes, sir. If you want to call that respect, it, there ain't nobody in here. That I wouldn't lay my life down for. And, Pastor, can I say me? one more thing? I know I don't want to get. I know you don't want me to get into that. But you know, one thing I realized that this man didn't have anything to do with it. 
Oh, I know that. We know all the and details of Brother Rich. It, it was just, it, it, it had all to do with me, you know. Uh, and then we, you know, it's amazing how we fall back. And, we, and then, I, I don't, why we put deliverance on the shelf? Yes, sir. Deliverance is real. Why we turn around and put it on the shelf? Tell you what, pride. We're going to turn around and exalt the self-deliverance over deliverance over because we're afraid to be ashamed. You ain't going to be ashamed around here. You'll be at home around here. Get some spirits cast Thank out of Jesus. But you people need to stop believing the lies of the enemy that inserts Amen. into your mind and causes that mouth to run and then it ends up causing you to have division and separation with the ones who you love, at least you say you love, and the ones who love you. Because that devil's a lie. He's a flat out lie. And the only way a devil can be a lie, he got to be working in somebody who is supporting and living a lie. What I really truly want to know is I want to know what have I not done or what have I done to warrant all this type of adverse reaction towards me. That's what I want to know. On this community, I had to get rid of all the animals because we don't know how to handle animals. We don't know how to handle them. Just as immature, God told me this about that God ain't told you nothing. He ain't told you nothing. We just immature. That's all it is to it. Cardinal acting just like the world. Now you gotta understand, this don't shock me at all that we're having this discussion. This don't shock me at all that we're even going through this. We're no better than Corinthians and Romans and Ephesians and uh, Philippi. We're no better than any of them. We're proving that we're saints. But if the shepherd see the enemy, he don't sound the war trumpet, don't blow the alarm, I might as well just go on and join him. That's what I might as well do. So we let thoughts and everything get in our mind and great misunderstandings, and we refuse to make known to our brothers and sisters, if there's something, I don't have any problem. If you see something with me, brothers and sisters, I really don't have no trouble at all. I got people here that come talk to me just about anything. I don't know how you get a different, I'm still the same old person. My mouth may be loud, and that it is. I believe in Isaiah 58.1. I sure do believe in it. But like I said before, and I told you all a thousand times, you ain't never got to worry about me leaving you. I, I told you, I'm a man of integrity. I learned that from Jesus. I will endure you as long as you want to endure because I'm not the one in question. And I won't be in question. But we continue to do like this old wicked church world and everybody else do. At the first sign of trouble, pick the traces. Guess what you're going to keep on doing? Never endure any harness as good. So you're going to kick the traces. Let me do that. When you see me make the statement, the gate swing both ways, that's not a derogatory statement. I told you, people are here. They're here by their own admission. And you can leave by your own admission. I'm not the only man of God in the world. 
But you do have to obey the commandment of not forsaking yourself with the assembly of the saints. Amen. You better find somebody like that because I'm serious. If you choose to leave any place, and that's your decision, you better find some saints and not forsake the assembly as the manner. It's become a mannerism of some is. Amen. And the evil day, who's that showed me on Google the other day that the earth is now tilted 23 degrees? You know that's Bible? Does anybody know that's Bible? Yes, hmm? How many times I've been running around on this community the last uh, two, three weeks and say, boy, whoo, getting ready to happen. Hmm? Getting ready to happen. And then all of a sudden I see something like that. You know, see, our minds have just become so calloused. And it's not sensitive towards God. It doesn't mean anything to us. So when we see something like that, we're like, oh, okay, okay. And the Bible said they knew not. Until the flood came. You know why? Because they didn't, the reason why they didn't know, they were too busy eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, having their mind sidetracked, didn't care about God, the things of God, didn't care about being holy. See, we just think soon that we're going to have all this time. We got to get our heart right today, brothers and sisters. It don't look like we're going to be willing to, to do any talking about that anyway, Brother Rich. I tell you what, we'll just use this. Uh, here tonight as a um, um, a reproof. Oh, put the devil on noses. Yes, sir. Rather than incriminate us. Will somebody please give me 1 Corinthians 2? Go ahead, Brother Ed. I mean, you're you going to talk. Uh, I don't guess, I don't reckon I'm out of order on this, but anyway. No. Um, this this whole situation, of course, is new to me. Uh, all the places I've ever been before, I was never been, never I've you know heard like the Missionary Baptist churches. They have you know meetings and different things, uh, you know whatnot. But I've never been to a church that had that. Most of the time, the churches, um, if they had contention, um, there was never anything resolved by it. Um, either. The congregation, a lot of them were mad at the pastor, or they were mad at each other, or there were differences of opinions about Sunday school, or just any trivial thing, uh, which really had nothing to do with the edifying, the sanctifying, and you know the word of God. It was all petty stuff that that you know worldly things is what it was about. You know what color the carpet should be, or should the material on the pews be this, or or whatever, you know, what kind of wood, what finish, you know, this is petty stuff. Um, and most of the time, those things just ended up escalating into more trouble, and people would leave, uh, there would be just a lot of bitterness and, and uh, resentment and stuff amongst the people that, that did go. Uh, and, you know, you see those things, and it's in every church, you know, like that. You'd see that stuff everywhere uh, because, you know, the, the Lord wasn't in that church. You know, that he was just not in that church. Um, you know, Sister Cindy and I, you know, we've been those places. Uh, you know, we saw it. Uh, and, you know, thank the Lord we were led here. Um, but with this situation, um, like with, with Brother Mike and I, you know, I mean, he and I became good friends and brothers, and I love him and his family. Uh, I don't know how he feels right at the moment, but um, what the way this came about was, I think this, you know, from what I can understand, this was all something that's been going on for a while. It's been leading up, and it finally escalated. Um, but 
because I know other people have noticed things, you know, here, you know, that've been going on for a while. But, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't come to you, or I was asked mm -hmm. about it, and uh, I had to wrestle because in my old me, I don't like controversy. The old me would have just, when I was asked, "What's up? What's going on, my brother Mike?" The old me would have said, "Well, I don't know." You know, just to keep from avoiding controversy, even though I knew that I did know something and I probably should have said something, that knowing that it would probably help him, I still, to avoid that controversy, to be, you know, so I wouldn't be a part of it, um, I would just simply lie about it. Uh, not because I wanted to, you know, because I thought lying was right, but just because that would, would probably be the lesser of the, you know, I would think the lesser of two evils, you know. Um, but going this walk now, and thinking about it, um, you know, when I was asked, because I did not divulge any information to anybody until I was asked. Mm -hmm. And when I was asked, then I had a choice to make. Um, and it was, you know, it was an uneasy choice. Um, but I'm not going to lie, because that's, you know, that's one of the commandments. Mm -hmm. um, you got to start there before you go any farther. And... Plus, I'm not going to lie. Plus, I'm sure not going to lie to a man of God. Uh, when I know that the intent of the inquiring and information was not to condemn and convict, but to try to bring forth light out of darkness and to, uh, you know, to try to help. And so what information I gave was done out of love and concern for him and his family uh, and for their spiritual well-being. And I've been struggling with that uh, today. And uh, there was a scripture that, you know, came to me that I'm not sure 100% if I'm understanding it right with what little understanding I have. But uh, Galatians 6, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, I'm sure I may, I may have missed part of that. I don't know. There may be, I'm sure there's more to it than what I caught. But just in what I, understanding I have, you know, it's, you know, there are things that, you know, being new to this, that you have these thoughts sometimes that come into you, and I know now it's the devil uh, just trying to use your own mind that you think is intellect, but it's really not. It's just trying to confuse you on a lot of stuff. Um, but you try to have a rational mind and think these things through and try to back it up with Scripture as best you can, uh, then you can actually kind of weed some of that stuff out. And uh, if more of us would put down the evil spirits and cast that aside when that temptation is there, when we see a brother or sister that's having a difficulty, instead of... It's easy to be like the world and say, oh, look at them, look at them. Boy, they got some mess going on, you know, and then run and tell somebody else about it that, you know, to make fun of them or to, to add an insult to injury or to whatever. But if we can see that what's going on, recognize it for what it is, and or even if we have the misinterpretation of what we think there is, at least by addressing that brother or sister and then trying to get to the root of the problem, we can, if there is a problem, we could try to alleviate it before it gets worse. And if not, at least they know you care. Um, so 
I guess, you know, for, for Brother Martin's family, I, I'm sorry this is difficult, not just for y'all, but for me. Uh, I do love y'all, and I, it's not done out of maliciousness. If I didn't care, I'd have kept my mouth shut. So, I know, but I just want to say that. Y'all understand that kind of spirit? Y'all do? I ain't spoke the truth. He sure did. Brother, don't, don't take your family away from these people. These people love your family. They love you. I love you. Don't do that, brother. How many times I tell us around here, you know when it's a devil, watch the way you act. God gives peace. Does he not? Well, everything the brother said is true. The Bible also say that if your brother trespass against you, do what? Rebuke him. Them that sin, do what? Rebuke before who? All. For what? That others may what? That's the intent and purpose. So we can all be sober. It's not to put nobody up under nobody's feet. We're all still in the same old boat going down the same old stream. And last time I checked, ain't nobody here dead. If, listen to me, Brother Mike, if you would let us, we could have helped you go do what the Lord put in your heart. You understand that? We could help you. You're not any less of a man if a brother desires to help you. Is that right? How many times have I talked about, you know what, Brother Mike and them tires are getting kind of low. Think about buying them a set. How many times have I talked about that? Yes, sir. We're not like these other churches that you people have been associated with. All of you people have been associated with. We believe in being helpers one to another and we do it in the fear of the Lord because to help you is to help the Lord I believe in practicing you are my brother and so therefore I need to keep you all that is within me but I can only do what you allow me to do I can only go as far to you as you allow me to go and you can only come as far as to me as I allow you to go it's the same way. But it should not be any boundaries with each other in the house of God. Amen. We're supposed to be open and honest to each other. But we continue to keep mummering, backbiting, complaining, running our mouths, taking everything that everybody do as an attack, personal attack against me. The devil ain't going to never get out of here. Amen. The devil ain't going to never get out of here. Never get out of here. As a pastor, around here, I got to make certain decisions. I got to make decisions to do certain things even when I don't like it. Just for the better of the whole. That's a precarious situation to be in. Because sometimes people are so cardinal, you know what they want to do? They want to hate when they don't even know how to hate. Then you got to endure that. The whole intense purpose of this whole thing, that's the reason why I just went ahead and cut off everything and used this as a hoping, a shaking and to open up the conscience and the mind. Because we all, you already know what you done done. You don't need to be told that. 
We want to see if you got the spirit of repentance within yourself to change. Now let me talk on another level here for a second. Brother Shane, if you and Mary having problems, and you voice that thing throughout the whole community, or the whole community find out, you know that somebody going to start looking down upon you, not because they want to, because they can't help it. You cutting a fool, rebelling against your husband like that, you know what people going to think about you. I don't care what people think about me. You better start caring. You better submit, and you better start caring. Every time you cut a fool like that, you just this far away from your soul going to hell. Every single time. You cut a fool like that, Brother Rich, you do it openly and stuff. You can't get no respect with anybody. Who going to want to listen to you? Nobody don't want to listen to you. They want to, I want to hear all that. They close their ears up. I don't want to hear all that. See, we got some wicked ways that we need to die out to. And you should be glad that somebody care enough, love you enough to tell you about yourself because you won't tell yourself about yourself. You're supposed to be having fear in you to act adverse towards the saint of a most high God. You're supposed to walk honestly and carefully before them. I'm human just like you are. But I'll never let you see me shaking and quaking. The only person ever sees that is her. And the only reason why she can tell is because she's been around me so long, she don't automatically know. It's not that I'm voicing it. She just knows. If you see old pastor, you're going to join right on in. You're going to join right on in. I don't need nobody being sorry when I'm sorry. I need somebody to crack me upside the head and say, shake yourself and be like a man. Is that not the word? That's what I need. Now what's the problem? Now we ain't getting nowhere. Pastor, what, what? Brother, you are sorry. Anything you can say to shake me and get my understanding to be back open again. As much as I'm talking about, you know, it's been a long time since I knocked some dust off these. Much as I talk about it, I still ain't knocked no dust. When do you think I'm going to knock some dust off these? Probably never. Them days probably over with. I don't want to let my enemies know that, though. I want to let my enemies keep knowing that any minute I may knock some dust off these. Hmm? Yeah, I want to keep them in a state of fear. Sure do. On purpose. But you're going to have to have more honor and even respect for your own walk with Jesus Christ than to sit up here and act adverse and crazy and a fool in front of anybody and everybody. You're going to have to develop a walk with God. God come on, I know we read the book. I know we believe it. Why come we can't live it? When it's come time, why come we can't live it? I got to live it. Ain't a time I don't read it that I don't get pulverized. Not a time. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. I know it keeps the fear of God in me. That it does. I know that when I read that, he ain't playing. How many times I talk to you about salvation, and you're still sitting there neck stretching? You think God playing with you? 
still doing all this. And we should be helping one another instead of gossiping with one another. We should be helping one another instead of slandering one another, tailbearing one another. We should be looking for a solution rather than continue to keep capitalizing on the problems. See, around here, we got all of the majority of us got the Holy Ghost. So it's kind of hard for anybody to not notice anything. We may not be able to put our finger on it, but we can know when something's wrong. That's called discernment, it's a spiritual awareness. You got the Holy Ghost, it's supposed to be here. That's given to us for a reason. That's given to us to let us know there's an enemy in the camp. We're not calling you the enemy, but the enemy is in the camp. When y'all first came here, Brother Mike, I already had my heart. I said, boy, I hope they can stand. Boy, I hope they can stand. Because even though you're here, you're not going to be here the whole time. I know that. I hadn't, have I ever told anybody that? Have I ever told anybody that? You're on a training ground. You're here to get some substance. That don't mean you're going to leave us forever. You'll be in contact and fellowship. But you first have got to learn the right way. And you got to get it deep down in your heart and soul. Both of you. So when you go out, you'll go out with sureness. You'll go out with power. You go out with authority and strength. And then those that follow you, they see that. They'll do the same thing. But you can't do that every time the devil show up. I start acting crazy. No, we got to stand. Get our loins girded about with even more truth. That's what we got to do. That's why it got on us the other day. What in the world are we doing? We come and go all the time around this place. And, and what fruit do we got to show for it? I don't care. Uh, hey, it'll be nice every once in a while. You don't have to. Hey, I know if you're trying to store up some treasures, store them all up. You ain't got to let everybody know. But I do know one thing. There's a certain spirit about people who talk to others about God. Did y'all hear what I said? I said there's a certain spirit about people. There's a certain character about them that talk to others about God. There's a certain strength about them that others don't possess. Brother Roger, he don't need talking nobody about God. He can keep doing what he's doing. That brother's going to live the life, ain't he? And we can only hope to obtain to that level of meekness. I told you. Who's the most fearful person in this place? Who is Brother Rich? Brother Rod. Brother Rod's like, huh? What in the world? I said, that man scared me every time I get around him. Scared the fire of me. Have I not? How many, how many years have I said this? Most fearful man I ever met in my life. Now, I don't mean I'm scared of it. it just, he gives me a serious heightened sense of awareness. Because there's strength in that. There's some serious strength in that. Now, all of us can't be like Brother Roger. We're all made up different, but that brother got a strength about him. He's got some stability. You, how many times have you ever seen Brother Roger shaking around this place? Because of somebody else. Uh-oh. Mm. 
Hmm? How many times you heard guile coming out of his mouth? Boy, we need some working on. Anybody ever heard any guile coming out of that man's mouth? Stay humble, brother. That's real strength. That's something to obtain to right there. That's strength. That's power. Don't think I'm picking on you, brother, because I do love you. I really do. I really truly do. Brother Shane been talked to worse, a whole lot worse than what you just got. Brother Shane been raked through the coals. Brother Shane has been set down. And Brother Shane been with me from the beginning. Has he not? Mom and dad down and Brother Shane. And little old coffee tables and my mom and dad at home down in Madison talking to him about the Sabbath. Went back to this Pentecostal church, say, see you later. Where are you going? I'm going to help this man of God do a work. And hadn't looked back then and done lost, lost family. Yeah, he has. Done suffered loss of all things. Still standing. And he ain't running in vain. Have you ever seen that character before in the Bible? You ever seen that? God puts that in men's heart to do that. God puts that in men's hearts to do that. I tell you what, at least one thing around here. Let me tell you something about straightway, the spirit of straightway. See, the most of the spirit of straightway is because of the spirit of the leader that's here. That's more than just the spirit of straightway. And, and, and the way I am is because I, I know what it means to be overcome. I know what it means to be condemned. I know what it means to be in weakness and not know who your God is and, and be fearful from one day to the next and not knowing that when you die, where you're going. I know what it means. That's why I changed all that when Jesus came into my heart. That's why I pushed the Holy Ghost so much. Some of us got the Holy Ghost received, but we ain't speaking in no tongues. No, the Spirit of God get us because it would, it would change our tongue. Don't tell me that. We wouldn't even have to be here tonight if we had the genuine Holy Ghost doing what he said. Now, I know we got the genuine Holy Ghost. The problem is, is doing what he said. We got the Holy Ghost. That's the problem. We just ain't increasing in it. I mean, I hope you didn't mind if I would have bought you a set of tires. So I've been glad to do it. Been the whole community to do it. I wouldn't mind at all. I mean, love to help you all I can. I know what it means to be a man, want to provide for your family, but you're too prideful to accept anything from somebody else. You ever dealt with that before? Huh? I've dealt with that before. Don't know, you don't think I know what it's like? But sure, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm sure I'm glad I'm saved. I had, how many times I had to turn around and tell people around here, hey, look at here, folks. Somebody give you a gift, especially they're saying, don't sit up and say, oh, no, we have that, that, that. Stop that nonsense. How can somebody bless you if you don't accept what somebody give you? Especially a saint. How can God bless you? You close yourself up for blessings. Don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh-huh. We, we call it being humble, huh? Ain't got no Bible for that. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your what? Oh, I don't need it, bro. No, sister. I, 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 I said, The only way 
you should reject something like that is somebody going to give you a gift to pervert judgment. Now, what saint would do that? It's got the Holy Ghost. What saint would do that? You know, gifts do pervert judgment. Hmm? Gifts do pervert. Yeah, it does. Hope you and your family stay with us, brother. But what I want more than anything, brother, I didn't say you didn't have to stop talking to granny. Never said that. I say you need to hang around the brother more. You get strength from brother. I, I can't get, there is no way as a man I can get strength hanging around mama, need a mother, stalling granny gas, and sister Cindy. Sister Cindy comes over the house, she mostly talking to Carol. Mostly talking to Carol. I'm mostly in the room with something. She calls me on the phone. Or call Sister Carol on the phone, we be talking, and next thing you know, Carol's on the line. Is that right? I don't spend much time talking to Sister I listen to Sister Cindy, we say a few words and all that, and next thing you know, and I give Carol the phone, and Cindy's still talking, thank you, and she's talking to me. <laughs> who are you looking like it for? That's not right. Says who? You? Prove it. That's deceitful. How is that deceitful? Because I'm what? She still thinks she's talking to me. No, never mind. Yeah, we're we going to talk about this. <laughs> you better believe that, and I'm going to win. <laughs> Cindy, you ain't got no problem with it, do you? No. No, you ain't got no problem. It's perfectly, it may not be. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't saying that you can't. I talk to Granny. I talk to Mother Stallings. I talk to the mothers. I talk to the sisters. I do. I talk to them. I talk, yeah, I do. I talk to them. Times they'll come talk to me. Sister need to be walking up down the road. Next thing she need me to see me come out. Hey, Pastor, how you doing? And then next thing you know, she's talking. Maybe a concern. Maybe something. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Talk to them. Sisters. Who oh boy, especially they single, man, I rebuke the fire out of them. Ask them. They got Jesus Christ as their head, but they don't have no husband, right? You right? So what I do, man, I make sure I keep good distance. They come talk to me good, and then I, bam, hammer them. Why? Anybody know the reason? Don't worry about it. But I do hammer them. I don't hammer them all the time, but I do hammer them. But they know I love them. That they do know. They know I love them enough to tell them the truth, especially when they need it. Do I just actually just hammer y'all every time? I don't hammer y'all every time, do I? I don't hammer y'all every time, do I? No, I don't. But I'm telling you what, anytime you hear a spirit that's trying to get you to attack your brother and sister, you are deceived. You be stopped that nonsense and that mess. You really, truly do. The only way, the Bible says give no place to the devil, and every time you turn around, guess who's giving place to the devil? How in the world can we let brotherly love continue when we get in place of the devil? Because the devil don't love you. The devil ain't in that wall. The devil ain't in that curtain. The devil ain't in that bottle. The devil ain't in that Kleenex. The only way the devil's going to show out, he's going to show out in you. 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 2 2. Brother, you didn't hear me ask for that early, brother. You didn't hear me call for that early. Go ahead, brother Shane. For I am determined. I, I wish everybody could do this. I, I really do. I wish everybody could do this. I said I wish everybody could do this. Even when we finish here, I'm finished with it. 
I'm finished with karma. I'm still walking love. I'm literally finished with it. But you better believe I'm always watching around here for us. Yeah, I'm always watching. And first, my first watch is to preserve the soul. You may not like the way you're being preserved. I don't think preserves like being canned up in a jar, do you? I think it actually enjoys itself hanging out on the vine. For I am determined. I hope you are. I am. For I am determined. Read on. Not to know anything among you. Don't want to know anything among you. What? Say who? Jesus Christ. You better believe that. That's what I want to know. And what? And him crucified. And him crucified. You better believe it. Come on, brother. What I said earlier, brother, I don't want that to come to pass. But I do know one thing. I've never messed. That's my track record when people go the wrong way. Do I got a witness? I don't speak presumptuous. Y'all do it God's way, you wouldn't believe how strong you'll get. You wouldn't believe it beyond any measure. You just wouldn't believe it. Who knows? You may even get the adverse way. You may turn out like me. It may not be a good thing, but you may have your own way. Who knows? Hey, you may turn out like me, brother. Something similar to it. You still love me, Sister Ashley? You do? Praise the Lord. Oh, I got your report. I read in the dining hall, too, and told people what's really going on. You know, behind the line, they think they're doing us a favor. They ain't doing us no favor. They ain't doing nobody no favor. They send y'all stuff like that. You know, I thought, I said, you know what? I wonder if this sister's committing espionage. You know what I mean? Here she is working for this major corporation and stuff. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> and here I am getting all these papers and stuff. Letting me know everything is going on. All lined out, and she knows exactly what's going on, too. The outlines the right stuff and highlights it and everything. <clears throat> I tell you what, we need to make a commitment in here. We really do. We're, we're, we need to make a commitment in here, a real true commitment the way that Jesus Christ make. Because we're supposed to be just like him. We need to submit ourselves one to another. In the fear of the Lord. We need to do that. We really truly need to do that. You know how many you know how many assemblies will be strengthened if they would do something like this? You know how many assemblies will you know I mean you know do you know how strong an assembly would be? You know what a devil would, would be able you know how a devil would be able to penetrate into a place like this if everybody was like this? He wouldn't be able to much. He wouldn't be able to at all. If you just get the people to walk in love. Brother Juan, did you want to say something? I just, I just want to say, when I come here the first time, I just think all my life I thought about two ways, easy way and hard way. But now, like a Christian, a real Christian, I see if we have a, the complex mind, always be hard way. And no easy way if our mind is carnal, if uh, it's fresh all the time, and it's perverse and think perversity things, it's always hard way. 
and I see now maybe like a Christian, a true Christian, is no, no way. There's no way you can get some easy way. You need be real Christian. If your mind is complex, you maybe get the hard way all time long. Mm-hmm. That is one, one thing. Sister Carol came walking in the house this evening crying. Oh, what were you crying for? Oh, me and Marley had talked. I said, that's good. Mm-hmm. She was deceived by something. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Sister Carol kept dealing with him in love. No, 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 sister. Can't you see what's going on? Can't you see what the devil's doing? Every little nitpicky thing. He wants to escalate and make it big and just destroy until he got us all. That's what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. She was able to hear. All over some damn milk. You know me. If milk going to be the problem, guess what I'll do? We'll put the cow on the plate. You guess we will. I don't fool with it. I'm telling I ain't gonna fool with it. We can't handle milk, we can eat it. We can eat it or get rid of the booger. You see what I mean? Because I, I, I have to be forced to make decisions like that because of the way we behave. And here we are, adults, showing out for all the teenagers teaching them how to act, right? We've been good examples, ain't we? Mm. 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 That's a good example when they can see something like that, though. If they can see somebody like that repenting, yeah, that, that's a good example. Mm-hmm. This sure is. Mm-hmm. When they see see them, them children see y'all two, and you know you know how it affects them if they see y'all two walking right. The children, the children. You know, they see y'all two in unity, boy. You ever notice how there's a likeness and unity in the, in the whole house? You, know, you don't ever notice that? As soon as one of you cut a fool, you don't realize. No, nah, because we're too busy stuck on ourselves. That's what it is. Too busy stuck on ourselves. We're going to dig in and hold our pride in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a statement, too, brother. You got to get rid of that. You got rid of that statement out of your vocabulary about your wife. That woman. She done done so much you don't even realize you say it. <laughs> yeah, that's because of scripture. <clears throat> Lord, that woman. <clears throat> Lord, that. <clears throat> yeah, th- thank God for that in that context, for that woman. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that woman. Good, perfect balance for you because you are so hard headed. Are you not? Don't tell me you ain't, because that's God's indictment for all his people. We are hard-headed. That's why he loves us. Because he's going to crack our head. But you know what? Brother Mike, are you better, brother? Are you all right? I mean, really, sincerely, are you all right? Seems like I, I got a release there, though. There's a release in the spirit there. I know you do. That ain't never in question. That ain't never in question, brother. Brother, you don't even realize what you, what, what you and your family has done bought to this community. Amen. Y'all bought a spark to this community because of your spirit. Amen. Y'all bought a spark to the community because of your spirit. Because you got that advantage spirit, that uplifting type of spirit, that encouraging type of spirit. That's a spark. Because everybody around here, we're, we're custom in the finer arts of, of, of uh, downgrading. 
belittling. That's what y'all bought to this place. I mean, it's, this, see, it brings, up, it brings us in the balance. That's what it does. I mean, brother, says, let me tell you something that y'all need to get. If y'all don't get it, y'all need to get it. We ain't going to be here just a few more minutes. You need to get this. Just because you have a problem with somebody don't mean they got a problem with you. You understand that? I didn't even come here with the intent to, to destroy any soul. Never have. But I do know that sometimes that devil is on you so hard, you got to get harder than that devil in order to break his bands and his holds. I've been doing this for a long time, brothers and sisters. Long, long time. And even while I'm up here talking like this, I'm praying in my spirit. Praying in my spirit. Praying in my spirit. Lord, I hope you can get them. Oh, Holy Ghost, I hope you can get them. But you don't see that. All you see is the <laughs> If that's so easy to do, you can They ain't even in your spirit to do that, brother. But one day you're going to have to. You understand that, right? One day you are going to have to. You better, one day you will have to. That's the beauty about being a Christian. You can't be yourself no more. You got to do the things that you thought you'd never do. You got to do it. I believe everybody in here, I really truly do believe everybody in here loves each other. I really do. The problem is, is that our love is distorted when we listen to the devil. <clears throat> we start believing the devil, then the love starts waxing cold. Well, see how God turned to captivity. Sister Cindy, you know what all she went through in a school year. And of course, Mr. Black, Baptized Black, Blackie over here. You know what she went through in the school year, right? Huh? God done turned that captivity. Everybody and their mom and daddy coming to her. Every, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? What, what you know about spiritual warfare? What, what are you doing with this? What are you doing with this? Praying constantly, all the time. Is that not so? It done turned that whole captivity. Turn that whole thing. Everybody was just talking about her like a dog. The devil's just going to see. He was doing everything he can to see if she was going to stand. That was a temptation. Huh? Devil showed her a cup. Huh? It said here, drink of this one. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. You know she's stubborn anyway. She's not brother Ed. Amen. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. With tears coming down. Come on, fill this cup. Mm-mm. She's tempted, just like Job was. Tempted just like him. Tempted just like him. What was the what was the old temptation? Her temptation was to curse God. Come on. You got saved for all this? Man, you don't need to be saved, not for all this. Man, you didn't have all this. You just won't be left alone. All you gotta do is submit. Take the cup. Mm-mm. 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 Hang in there, Sister Cindy. You in there. Stay on in there. She stayed in there. And now God is honoring her with more respect than she's ever had. 
made her enemies her footstool. Got people coming to her rather than her going to them. Isn't that something? Isn't that beautiful? Don't wish no ill will. Saints, we better stop getting placed to the devil, though. That we're serious about. We better stop that. All things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. They ain't no need for us to be talking about a bunch of junk. 1 Corinthians 2 2 again. Y'all get this word down in your heart so it'll regulate you. Well, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him what? Crucified. Him crucified. Amen. That's why I want to know is Jesus Christ crucified? Is He crucified? So me, as a pastor, I got to make a lot of decisions that I don't want to make. I got to be hated when I know I'm going to be hated, not because I want to be hated, but because I have to do it because it's the right thing to do. Regardless of whether you see it or not, maybe later. Ain't that way we did what I, ain't that way uh, your parents did with you as a teenager? You rebel, kick like a mule and carrying on. Well, they ain't going to be there forever. They'll get it to them later. Then you come back and you come back squalling, Mom, I'm sorry. For being such a hard head, you should have cracked my head. I want to make sure. So I want to make sure my, my children don't ever hear that. Dad, I'm sorry. You should have cracked my head because they done got cracked. Mm-hmm. So now, more than anything, I try because I, you know, when they get to a certain size and age and stuff, I don't want to crack them. Because then you're getting to the point where you're demoralizing them and you're actually breaking their spirit. You don't want to do that. It comes a time you don't want this spirit broken, but you want them strengthened. Why are you at work time, brother? Send that young man down here. Get with the brothers. So he can get some more strength. Get strength with dad at home. Get strength with the brothers here. Enjoy being around. Because right now he's at home with a house full of women. Oh, he loves his mom and his sister and stuff, but he has a home with a house full of women. Yeah, who's going to talk about stuff like this? Not many. Not many. Come home. Jonathan, get home. Yes, sir. Pew, you better get home. Because see, then his whole character and nature can be curved. Get around Brother Doug. Mm. <laughs> Forget that one. <laughs> that brother know I love him, though, brother. Huh? Get around Brother Doug, Brother Juan, and. But, but really, he needs that interaction. He needs an interaction with the brother. You too, when you get out of bed. Mm, sleeping beauty, huh? <laughs> they love the Lord. See, more than anything, John, you been filled with the Holy Ghost yet? Why? That's my question. Why? That's stubborn and rebellious. Still stubborn and rebellious. Hmm? See, so we can crack his head. 
We would crack his head. What do you mean crack his head? I ain't, we ain't gonna let him take a, a, a piece of red on crack his head. The way he crack his head, keep on talking about it. What's wrong with you, man? That's the best time to get the Holy Ghost. Man, at that age, man, testosterone is high. You need something to help regulate you. You better believe it. Boy, Ben done kicked in. You need some help. You need the Holy Ghost. I've had people come to this assembly. Husband got the Holy Ghost. Wife didn't have the Holy Ghost. Been married two, three, four years. And I said, man, you got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding. You got the Holy Ghost. Wife don't got the Holy Ghost. You tell about the Holy Ghost. He what? Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, what? I said, yeah, I can smile too. Yeah, what? You love your wife, huh? You do, huh? So I'll tell you what, don't worry about it, never mind. I'll be down here at this time. We'll pray for her to receive the Holy Ghost. Pray for her. Two, three minutes later, she got the Holy Ghost. I took off and went to bed. Amen. Saw him the next day. He was... Praise the Lord, hey Lord, praise the Lord, hey Lord. As you get the hell out of my face, you pig. Huh? What are you talking? I said, man, what kind of man are you? Let me throw a hypothetical situation at you. You're running down the road and all of a sudden this semi smashed both of you. You've been married two, three years. You got the Holy Ghost, your wife don't. And you talking about praise the Lord? Well, I'm, 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 I'm. I said, good. That's all I'm saying. Bless you. I'm glad your wife got the Holy Ghost. I'm glad she got on. I'm glad you're happy. He's probably thinking, what in the world wrong with you? Because you need to experience a little bit of sorrow. Sort of stick. So you'll be able to go tell somebody else. Look at him looking at me now. Well, I don't like it, Pastor Dow. I don't know why I'm telling him like it. God didn't seem to have no problem with it. It gets his point, and it's lasting too. You think something like that will stick, brother? Ed? I think it will stick too, brother. It did stick. Now, as far as where is it, man? Like I said, that's one of them families. Been corrupted. Now they're gone. No telling what they're doing. I don't know. But I hope this, I hope that they have fellowship with some saints somewhere. I hope they do. If you leave this little community church, I hope wherever you're going, you go to another level. Don't go back. Go up. And if you're going up, let me know. See, a lot of people don't want that, did it? I don't want to go where he go. No. <laughs> Yeah, I want to go to another level too. Don't leave me behind. I done sat here and did all this and went all this crazy crying and stuff over you and you ain't going to take me to the next level with you. Are you out of your mind? What kind of person are you? Help each other. Get the devil off each other. Help each other. Brother Ed and Sister Cincy, everybody when they come to the body, they add something to it. They add something to it. So that, you know, brother and sister Cindy, they had stability. They had stability because of soundness and maturity. That maturity adds to those of us who are lacking. Ain't that right, brother Doug? Yes, sir. Now, see, every, everybody that, that's added to the body adds something. And they think, well, I ain't nothing, nobody. But you're somebody in Christ Jesus. You may not know what you're doing and who you are, but you got a lot. Brother, how many people have, have I ever ordained in here? Brother Shane. In here? 
Yeah. Hear that, brother? Almost 10 years of preaching, I've seen many people come through that door. Hmm? And all that, and only one person has been actually ordained. Mother Stalin rejoiced in the day that her eyes actually got to see an ordination service that come right out of the Bible. She was telling everybody about it. Y'all must all get, whoa, my eyes are seen. You get excited about stuff like that. And that wasn't no fluke, brother. That wasn't no fluke at all, brother. Now let's grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You all got to be under tutors and governors. I'm the type of person, I don't want you under tutors and governors forever. I want you to grow up. That's the reason why I want you, uh uh-uh, you ain't going to sit down on the pew and get comfortable around here. You're going to get about five, you're going to be doing something. I get on us whenever we come time, when we really get in deliverance for people jetting out the door. Don't, don't. So what are you doing? Get on back here, you devil. Got a crowd out, spare not. Hmm? Sister, Sid, Sister, Sister Ashley's youth, her, her youth around here, bro, is just like a flower, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like a flower around this little place, her, little, her, her youth around this place. Yeah. Brains about it. She's right in between the sisters and the youngers, and, and, and boy, what, what a joy it is. Yeah. She, she gets here, I don't know how she gets rest with all those little girls. How do, she, how do you get rest? You don't seek for it, huh? Man, she get here, boy. Them little girls are all over. Y'all to see them. They look like a terrorist network running down the lane with, with, with NMU. Little raghead terrorist. <laughs> but it's beautiful to see. Everybody add something to the body. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. If you want some more strength in your prayers, you better get busy about fighting this devil. Because you're supposed to be bold in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let me tell you something. Keep it real simple. Don't believe any spirit that's actually having to pitch you against me. Because I ain't going to play with you. I ain't going to do it. I'm not your enemy. I got to admit, I don't even like my mannerism. And I'll tell you something. I asked God, I said, God, why I got to be like that? Y'all remember me talking about this? I said, God, why in the work? Why can't I just be, um, uh, you know, nice? Pray, pray, pray. Didn't hear nothing until I got a real stern, hard, hard, hard rebuke. So I just be whatever the Lord made me. You know why? Because there are different ministrations. You understand that? You understand a different administration? That means every one of those ministrations have a different application. They have a different way of ministering. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Y'all seen, y'all seen uh, Brother Mike in, his evangel- in the evangelist calling ministry? He has a different way. Sister Cindy had asked me, what is that? I said, that's how an evangelist preach. Really? I said, yeah, they exhort. Y'all seen Brother Shane? He's a teacher. You, you ain't never seen Brother Shane preach an evangelist service. Boy, wouldn't that be funny? You never. Never. But he has a different administration. 
Now, you know what we need to do? We need to get to the point. Anybody know what bishops are? What is a bishop? An overseer of what? There you go. And that ain't no calling. The Lord told me to be a bishop, you lying dog. You lying dog. The Bible says if any man desires the office of a bishop, that means you're getting ready to take a great responsibility upon you. That's a desire. Yeah, you got a desire to be a bishop. You want to be a bishop, I'll help you. You may not like the, the plate and the load, but I sure will help you. I will dump it all on you. I will fill you up so much. <laughs> yeah, I will, and help you. But you need to have something in you. Study the word, brothers and sisters, so you don't be deceived. Number one, yourself deceive you. And then number two, the others deceive you. And then you can look out for the devil. Because before the devil get to you, you've already done deceived yourself. Hallelujah. Y'all encouraged? Does anybody want to say anything before I go? Brother Shane. Christ is the head in the body of the church. Now look at your own body. You have fingers, right? But they're still part of the body hole, right? There's, there's a certain function that this, this, these fingers have. Your ears have. They have an administration, but they're still part of the body. There's eyes in this, eyes, in this body, but it's still part of one body, but it still has its own administration. And this mouth has its own administration, but it's still to the edifying of this body. Because the body without these feet, he couldn't get around. And the mouth without these hands, it couldn't eat. So the body within itself has a love for itself to take care of itself. So as, a, as of the body of Christ, as we are called his body and him the head. So I just want to share that with y'all to give you an understanding of the differences of ministrations and operations. Because the year has an operation, it has an administration, but it's still part of this one body, just as all of we. And then the foot ain't going to say, I have no need of the finger, or I have no need of the eye, or I have no need of the ear. But it's going to say, I have need of everything, just as we have need of one another as a body. Amen. Amen. That's good teaching. That's good teaching. Because that's Bible. He's got to finish teaching the word. That's the word. Have you not read? It's the word, brother and sister. I'm telling you. You want to know where it's at? Look at him looking. I ain't even going to tell you. I'm looking at it right now, though. Y'all ain't see me up here flipping? All right. Praise the Lord. Go figure out where it's at. That gives you something to study. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father. Father, you saw everything that was going on and that has transpired here tonight, and I know that you're the judge of all spirits. You're the God of all spirits, no doubt about it, but you're our Heavenly Father. Father, we need your strength. We need your truth and your word abiding in our hearts, our souls, and our minds more than anything. Father, the things that we ask for are the things that will increase and edify the body. 
Father, the desire here is that we grow in the grace and the knowledge of you. And Father, that your Holy Spirit would be quickened in us and would increase in us and that our awareness and discernment more than anything would be increased, especially to fight against the enemy of our souls. We ask in the name of Jesus for more awareness and more soundness of spirit. We loose that upon ourselves in the name of Jesus. Give us that discernment, Father. Give it to us, Lord. We ask for it so we can be holy, just like you. You said that we have not because we ask not. And when we do ask, we ask amiss. We're not missing here tonight, Jesus. We're asking you to fill us right now with soundness, soberness, awareness of heart, souls, and minds so we can fight the enemy of our soul and love each other like you have commanded us to as the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll magnify your name, live for you, and glorify your holy name. We bless you, Father. I touch and agree with all the saints here tonight that is praying. And I do. I call it done, and we thank you for it. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Brother and sister, no matter how my ministration or my manifestation or whatever it is, it wasn't, the intent was not to injure, hurt, harm in any way, shape, fashion, or form. But it was to be intrusive and provocative, just like I had said before. It was there to penetrate. It was there to get inside the heart, souls, minds, and consciousness, and maybe some way, somehow, that we can hear the Holy Spirit speak. Amen? In our own spirits. Be encouraged. If there be nothing else, there ain't nothing else. Hallelujah. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You're dismissing the beautiful name of the Lord. Y'all get some sleep. <laughs>